Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. These ladies like calves or calves of steel. Oh yeah. To keep up her figure. And she's yeah. walking. She's walking all the time. Got those weird bendy legs. It's kind of odd. She's got that cute little teeny watch. That's pretty nice. Right, the, it's a classic teeny grandma watch, where the, like the clock face is the same size as the band. It's very elegant, very feminine. Very effeminate. You know what's not effeminate? <laughs> <laughs> that a gigantic big ass gun, gun in her other hand. Meow, meow. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Bow wow. Oh, bring the dogs in. <laughs> Let the dogs out. And <laughs> cynic empowerment. Welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My it name is. is Jimmy Ahorn, and, uh... Yeah. You know? I... What? What, you gonna interrupt me when I'm trying to say sorry, my Sorry, I didn't know. I, 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 sorry. I I'm got not, anxiety of, like, I'm leaving not. dead air. I got anxiety. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we gotta fix all the dead air. Uh, I'm Tim Carpenter! <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta get a word in. That's me! Uh, and welcome everyone today, man, we got a show for you. Uh, we are going to be talking about a myriad of topics, focusing on all of the sad things of this world. So sad, oozing with cynicism. We're not going to leave you hanging though. We're of course going to bring you that all important silver lining after each of these stories so that you don't want to go murder your family after you get done listening exactly that's what we're here for it is a gift that we give you each and every episode yep we're real anti-murder on cynic empowerment <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> thanks for joining in everybody we appreciate you a lot bold stances that's what we have very bold stances murder is bad murder is bad everything we say is a fact uh quote us uh use us in your doctoral thesis uh, we appreciate that. Uh, just make sure you spell our names right. We're a, we're a vain bunch over here at Cynic Empowerment. So we felt that since this is uh, Pride Month and that we focus on topics that are so sad and so bad that we sh- we're going to try to incorporate some kind of LGBTQ kind of uh, sad, sad topic uh, to start up uh, each of the episodes this month. And so... Here we got a doozy for you. So in this story, there is a brewery in Australia. <laughs> Southern Bay. Southern Bay, all Australia. Yep, which yep. I have no idea where that is, but it sounds nice. I imagine it's on the uh, the continent slash country of Australia. Well, I meant, you know, within <laughs> Australia. I, I'm assuming close to water, but you never know. Some people get creative with their names for cities. Yeah, you can't call it Southern Bay if you're not actually by a bay. I would assume, just by the name, <laughs> that it's probably in the South. Maybe. <laughs> Let's assume it's in the South. So Southern Bay uh, has recently come under fire because their asshole a CEO, uh, which, whose name is Nick W. Wait, what's the what's the name of the guy? Let's find out what his name is. In which the CEO, Nick W. Yeah, what they don't That's use. It. Nick W. Name. Yeah, I guess they're too w? ashamed to tell you what his entire name is. Maybe his last name's just W. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's an asshole. He's like, <laughs> I always wanted a last name. And my parents are like, you know, you can't have ours, man. Get your own. <laughs> you can't afford any more letters. Yeah. W is all you get. 
Yeah, this guy uh, was shitting on non-alcoholic beer. I don't know why people got to be all exclusive in any industry. It doesn't really make any sense. It makes you look just dumb. Right. Yeah, and it's just – yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you're getting mad over nothing. Like, oh, you know, like non-alcoholic beer is cutting into our sales. And it's like, no, it's an entirely different industry. Yeah. People that are looking for alcoholic products are in no way, shape, or form considering non-alcoholic products. Right. Yeah, it's just – yeah, they're, it's apples and oranges. But uh, this asshole CEO decided that it would be a good idea that on the Southern Bay Facebook page, to share a meme that said in the captions, non-alcoholic beer, you mean gay lemonade? Mm, that's nice. Do you have a picture of the meme? Like, what, I, what's your, I, I, I wish I did. I, I honestly, I have no idea. They've already deleted it, the the meme itself. I guess I could do a quick Google search and see to know what it looks like. Well, I want to know which which meme is it. Like, which which one can I? Uh, what kind of little picture can I expect to see behind those superimposed words? Non-alcoholic beer. You mean gay lemonade? Is it like? It's probably like. Uh, is it the African kid with like the skeptical look on his face? I, uh, no, it's not even a good. It's not even a good meme. No, it's it's. Oh my gosh, I'm sending it to you right now. All right. Oh let's my check gosh, it. I'm a little bit disappointed. I mean, I was already disappointed. Now I'm just extra disappointed. Oh, is it like death of the meme kind of thing? No, it it's just not that bad. It's just this weird. 1800s like boxer just standing oh, there. Oh, it's the it's the masculine meme. There you go. Yeah, and so obviously yeah. this guy is some hyper masculine nerd face. I just I don't understand. Well, okay, so context being taken in situation, like that's I mean that that's probably a legitimate joke because this guy is obviously oh. old. So, oh so, wait, oh, the masculine man makes fun of it's masculinity. Oh. Well, so, wait a second. Now I'm not so upset at this guy. Wait. Oh my gosh, Tim. We were about to give people. What the fuck? Damn it, guys. You know what's sad? We didn't do all of our research we before the show. We didn't do all our research. Oh my gosh, we guys. We this guy and be like, how dare he say anything relatively negative about the oh gay community. Gosh. And in fact... He's being fucking satirical. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm face palming right now, guys. Yeah. This is breaking news. I almost just want to start this episode completely over, but we've so already taken you this far on the train ride. So we what? were going to say that it's sad because oh my you can't associate gay people with negative concepts. Because right. obviously the way that it's framed here, he is speaking pejoratively about non-alcoholic beverages. Right, without the context. Basically, yeah, right, yeah. You can get eliminated. It's like, mm, yeah, that's not cool, man. Like, non-alcoholic beer is something you don't like. Does that mean that gay people are also something you don't like? Right. Like, I'm trying to make the association here. But actually, it looks like the sad part of this story is that people don't know their fucking memes. Yeah, dude. I didn't even know the meme. I didn't understand the context until he explained it to me. But now I get what you're saying and where you're coming from. And, uh, well, at the same time, so you know how we've talked about Poe's Law many times on the internet and how you, it's hard to know when someone is being satirical oh, yeah. or not? And so while maybe the original context of the meme was meant to be in a satirical sense, maybe some dude who's a CEO of a beer company that doesn't understand that it's a joke of, like, making fun of people that think non-alcoholic beer is lame maybe he's like oh yeah that's that is actually how i feel you know what i mean and and shared it 
Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say now. Now, now there's a little bit more layers to it. Uh, it's still probably a bad taste to share a meme like that if you're a CEO of a company because it. Yeah. You never know. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait. So now we've got even more information. I found his original post because someone screen capped it. Okay, so apparently this guy is dumb and he doesn't even know memes. So it's even more sad. So now we can go back to thinking this guy's a piece of shit. Yes. So yes, now, yes, so circle. so so he's got so he's got uh he added text to the meme above it when he shared it. So he put non-alcoholic beer dot dot dot. What's the fun of it? Question mark. So it would seem that he doesn't even understand the satirical context of the meme itself. So he's basically just like, yeah, it's lame, right? Let me share this meme. Yeah. So he's, he's using it in, incorrectly as well. Yeah, so the, so he is and, using it incorrectly. So a fun meme that could have been funny, even though it could be used for evil, this guy used it for evil and didn't even understand the real context of it. So we can still be sad and this guy's still a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not even an original funny joke. Ugh. Yeah. Like, I can't even like I, I know you're not supposed to laugh at such things, especially when people are talking derogatory. But I mean, it's not it's not witty. Like there's nothing funny about it. Right. It's so not funny that it makes me laugh every time I read it just because it makes so little sense. Just the yeah. phrase non-alcoholic beer. You mean gay lemonade? It's just yeah. like, what the fuck is gay lemonade? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Jimmy like, like those two words that. together. It's just like nonsense word. Yeah. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? God. Oh. Oh, well, he got fired. He's done. Yeah, he yeah, so they acted quickly on that one and uh yeah. I'm I'm the uh, Oh my god. So what do we have here? Uh so we have is it uh, the guy actually quoted without uh, that the meme was uploaded without any thought whatsoever. No offense was intended. I apologize unreservedly. Is that the that's the CEO? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that was an emotional train ride. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh my god. Yeah. So so with all of this in mind, Tim, uh what is this the uh silver lining of CEOs using satirical memes incorrectly to make fun of non alcoholic beer and in the process gay people? Well, this guy got sacked. Like yeah, he's he totally got sacked as a result of it. Um and I I think that that's certainly uh it certainly has the potential to be a positive and in this situation I think absolutely so. Um, but you know, of course we, we do need to ensure that independently, at least we each examine what type of language is acceptable in various professional circumstances, you know, if we want to keep it in context with the story and that we use that language in an appropriate and respectful way. Um, but not to the degree that we're going to start making certain things legal or illegal to say or, uh, do you kind of get where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. Uh, there's a it's difference. A there's a difference between uh, free speech and and working for a company and being held accountable for the things you say and do. People, yeah, should still be able to post this meme on the internet, even though it's well, with, so. in, in its original context, it's not really offensive because it's supposed to be making fun of people that think non-alcoholic beer is, yeah. Uh, Old-timey hyper-masculine peoples. Yeah, and so, uh, right, so we shouldn't try to police that kind of stuff because out of context, I don't know, mm -hmm. it's just going to result in no one being able to say anything on the internet. Right, but if you have a public podium, respect the fact that people are going to be listening to you and you right. can offend people very quickly. Exactly, you're, you're underneath, a, underneath a, a microscope. And yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, just be aware, just have more mindfulness in this 
Jack Wad, who obviously has no self-awareness. Yeah, this is very true. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea. Okay, so firing him was probably the best option. But in the instance that somebody wanted to, I don't know, say, fight him, shoot him, like, you know, get violent with him. Is that is that even an option? Like, can we can we realistically do something like that? Is that yeah, okay? I think what we should do is find the buffest gay person on the planet, put boxing gloves on them, him and him or her. I don't know. It could be either. And yep. then have this guy have to, you know, put on boxing ring, po- boxing gloves and go into the ring and just go at it. Yeah. Just fucking beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. I mean, that way they wouldn't shoot each other. Right. right. Obviously, yeah, because that, that's shooting, a logical conclusion. That's the next step. Yeah, the logical next step is that there would be gun violence. Yeah. Uh, so you need to let them, uh, you know, give them a safe space where they can just duke it out. Yeah. Those are the safe spaces that I'm looking for. Safe spaces for punching. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, which brings us to our next story. Uh, we have the mayor of Baltimore, Jack Young who has suggested a public boxing ring in order to end violent street beefs. Yeah. So gun violence is a bit of an issue in Baltimore. Anybody that's ever been there uh, knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's a a pretty scary place. (laughs) I actually visited Baltimore last night, so this is especially relevant. Uh, Yeah. What we were talking about being on the harbor, which is the the nice area, right? There's it's very touristy. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the aquarium, a lot of concert venues, uh, nice restaurants, that sort of thing. And if you travel just a few blocks in any direction around the harbor, you automatically find yourself in some pretty rough neighborhoods uh, to the point that you can like see people passed out from heroin on like a stoop, or you know somebody trying to rob somebody over there, or like there's a car with windows that have been broken out and Jeez. the tires are gone. Wait, did you witness all of that last night? What the fuck is going on? I stayed in the harbor, dude. But oh, I've, okay. <laughs> I've been I've been lost in Baltimore before. In fact, the first time that uh, my friend and I went, we we tried to find parking, couldn't find any on the harbor, so we had to venture a little bit farther into the city. We ended up finding a five dollar all day garage, which for that is cheap. Uh, for yeah, for all intents and purposes. That was certainly worth it. We go in, we park, pay the $5, and then we walk out. We swing a single left, and as far as the eye can see, blocks and blocks, strip clubs. Like wow. just one after another just stacked on top of each other. Jesus. And uh, we're like, okay, which way do we go? We type in our little Google Maps, like <laughs> how do we get to the aquarium? Because that's what we wanted to go see. We just want to see some fish. That's we all we wanted. We just wanted to see fish. Not this kind of fish. Uh, <laughs> not that kind of fish. Not that kind of fish. And uh, we type it in our map, and <laughs> Google's like, uh, essentially, hey, suck it up, guys. Walk right through the several blocks of strip clubs <laughs> with all the people staring at you. Oh and it's like, God. oh, shit. It's like, okay. oh, we obviously don't fit in. <laughs> yeah. So we're just – we're walking along, and oh, like this is a uh, – well, like two o'clock in the afternoon, but yeah. it is it is bouncing. Like they have, yeah, um, they they're going, and uh, all these bouncers are just like sitting by the door with their with their arms crossed and their shaved heads, and oh they're just God. like staring us down. Like they'll they'll see us from like a block away, and they'll keep eye contact on us oh until dude. we pass them. And it's just <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. What do you see things like that? It's like, do you even want people to come into your strip club? <laughs> because yeah. that is not the vibe I am getting. 
I sure as hell don't. <laughs> if anything, you think you'd want a guy in like a purple suit and a top hat just like, hello, welcome everybody, come on in. in. Yeah, he's got like a cane that he's spinning yeah. in between his fingers. <laughs> he has uh, a magical experience. Yeah, come Here's on. Here's a bouquet of on. roses. <laughs> See the amazing Baltimore Strip Club. Right. He's got quite a bit of competition on his hands. It seems like you'd want to spread those kinds of things out. Exactly. It's like, some diminishing returns after a while. It's like, geez. Yeah. Oh my god. Gosh, well, I mean, if that's the place to be, you should be like, oh yeah, well, I like to hit, you know, this one after this one after this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, this like, fucking strip club hopping. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Seems to like each, a. To each their own. I, I don't fucking know, man. It's like a lot of pent up energy in these places. Like, wait. <laughs> What are you doing? Gosh. But we made it. We, we we got through it. We got to the harbor. So it's a pretty pretty rough place, uh, just to say the least. So, of course, Young decides to try to curb this by instituting boxing rings. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack Young, the mayor, is like, hey, there's a lot of violence in our city. You know what will stop violence? Controlled violence. That's right. We're going to just promote having people use our rec centers to beat the shit out of each other that will end all street beefs am i right that sounds like a great idea it's like i don't know i i would definitely love to be a ref for one of those shows you know you probably have to develop a fight card like you go on a list you couldn't just immediately be like oh well you know it's it's time to go fight and then you like (laughs) throw boxing gloves at your opponent and you know like drag them into the ring yeah, what if they disagree? Right. Wait. I, I feel like you would have to somehow work it into the law where basically if you challenge someone to a fight, they would have to fight you. And then if you didn't show up to the ring, then the police would roll up to your house, put you in handcuffs, and drag you to the rec center. That's mm-hmm. the only way the system would work. I'm not saying I like this system. I'm just saying that's... It's like dueling rules, uh, but you also have to keep in mind that a lot of those dueling rules were... Uh, encouraged by i don't know like you know like you can't necessarily not duel if somebody challenges you to it lest you lose your honor or some type of masculine rapport right so in the same instance here uh what if you're fighting over control of a certain area of the city and you want to exert your dominance so you challenge them to a fight that person's not going to be like I don't know. I'm I'm gonna fight for the honor of my my territory. They're gonna be like, no, fuck you. And if you step on my land again, I'm just gonna shoot you instead. Right. So much he, less energy. I don't have to exercise in order to make sure that I control my territory. <laughs> right. It's like the situation's like way more complex than just people being upset with each other. It's probably things of the nature of what you're talking about and gang yeah. beefs and other things. And so. All of those issues aside isn't going to just magically be solved by allowing people to beat the shit out of each other in a rec center. That's not that's not the issue. There's a lot more at play of, I don't know, money on the line and inequality and just so many other factors that yeah. it just doesn't even like begin to scratch the surface. Yeah, this is true. Oh, uh, God. It's quite a bit more complicated than, you know, such a simple solution. <laughs> right. I mean, with this solution, you might as like the, the mayor of Baltimore have been like, I've got a great idea. We're going to build a coliseum. The, the, the six blocks downtown, we're going to tear down all the strip clubs and just put in a giant coliseum <laughs> where we'll take all the riffraff and people in jail, empty all of our prisons and just have them fight for entertainment. People mm. will come from miles around to enjoy the purview of our city. 
I will roll off an iron fist. <laughs> Release the vicious man-eating lions. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait a second. I thought I was only fighting other people here. It's like, no, we got to put on a fucking show. <laughs> you got to show. People are paying ticket prices, man. Yeah. You realize how many people came to town today t- to <laughs> see some, some poontang and all of a sudden all the strip clubs are gone? <laughs> like, we got to entertain these fucks. <laughs> they'll burn the city to the ground. Yeah, they will. And they'll take our Coliseum <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that on a, in a, on a micro sense, that's basically what he's suggesting. It's yep. it's literally that a, a, a boxing green is just a, a really lame tiny coliseum. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh man, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So you think it's gonna work? You think you think you should uh, just go ahead and implement it? I mean, I'm I'm all for it. it, it at the very least, like let's implement it on a grade school level. Let's just let ten year olds fight it out. I I'm not I'm not even against him implementing this as a thing for youth to get involved in. I think any kind of recreational activity, whether it be boxing or wrestling, can be useful for I don't know people to gain physical fitness while also learning a skill. At the same time, don't implement it saying it's going to end street violence. Like that's fucking dumb. Just shut the fuck up. That's it doesn't make any sense. All right, Jimmy. So how about it? What's the silver lining here? Or silver gloves. You you got gold gloves. You got silver gloves. I feel like there should be silver gloves, but I I've never heard that turn of phrase. So I'm guessing. So what are the silver gloves to this story? This... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. Uh, uh, uh I mean, I've got I... one. Okay, please, for love of God. Okay, so I think that this is a great example of a public policy. Uh, suggestion that is out of the box, unusual, uh, and potentially something that uh, you know it's it's solution oriented, right? So at, at least there's an effort being made to try to curb gun violence. Yeah, I mean that's good. Yeah, I guess at the very least the mayor is admitting that it's a problem, and it's something that's a material change that he wants to do. As in, there's like actually. A rec center where there's yep. a boxing ring there's something yep. that's actually there that we can see and touch and feel uh-huh. while it's probably going to do very little to help at least it's going to benefit somebody i guess i don't fucking know yeah um it, it's it's kind of tough uh because he it doesn't really seem like the idea is very well thought out and uh the answer to curbing violence is typically not more violence or just like directing that violence into a similarly violent outlet. Right. Um, Because boxing is, for those of you that that haven't participated in the sport, is violent as fuck. Right. Um, It is is absolutely brutal, Uh, especially when you, you start getting tired, people let their hands down, you take a lot of damage and it's not fun getting hit in the face. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Tim? If we got in a boxing ring and uh, you beat the shit out of me, and I knew that if I ever wanted to try to get back my honor by getting back in the ring with you, I'd never be able to do it because you're just way stronger than I would, yeah. than I ever be, I'd, I'd probably shoot your ass. You should probably, probably shoot me instead. Yeah, I'd probably shoot your ass because that'd be a lot easier, and then I would never have to lose to you at boxing ever again in a boxing ring. So, <laughs> which is a scenario that I could totally see happening, but apparently, so, yeah. Mayor Jack Young cannot. But what do I yeah. know? 
Man, he got some publicity for that one, though. Good for him. <laughs> no, nope, uh, no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, publicity is—it's uh, one of those kinds of catchy situations. On one hand, uh, you can have a positive message being broadcasted, but you have to make sure that you know exactly where that message is being funded, what type of underlying motives. That message has, right. uh, and if some you know public institution or, or or private it doesn't necessarily matter, if an institution is being funded by uh, you know subversive evil dark money, then they're obviously not going to be giving you the full truth. So who do we rely on in order to give us unbiased and factual information? Hmm? <laughs> wow, that's a lot to unpack, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, but it's also a segue. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a couple of our viewers at least are familiar with The Great Dictator, uh, the fantastic Charlie Chaplin uh, movie that uh, was aired in 1940. This uh, this era was, oh, man, <laughs> this, this era was categorized by uh, a, a tumultuous uh, a tumultuous time in United States history to say the least um, yep <laughs> that's putting it yep. lightly it, I, I don't I, I I'm at a loss for words I, I don't really know I like it, the entire ethical state of the world as we knew it was under uh, under distress great distress. <laughs> uh, it's the only time that I can think of, or one of the few times in American history that you can look to a, a true evil presenting itself on an international front, having the world come together, or well, in part, to try to uh, prevent it from occurring. And yet, you have Hollywood, who is receiving money from these Nazi regimes in, in one way or another. Does it actually explicitly say, like, Whose hands were giving it, and receiving. Okay, so it doesn't say specifically who in Hollywood rece- receiving money or who in Germany was getting it. But essentially, so the, the those who aren't familiar with the movie The Great Dictator, it is a satirical movie making fun of Hitler uh, with Charlie Chaplin playing not only um, a, a Jewish barber in the story, but also Heinkel who is the main character in it, who is a Hitler-like figure, who is this dictator who's very anti-Semitic and anti, I don't know, lots of any, many, many, many things. Yeah. And so he wanted to create this movie basically to uh, create a satire of Hitler and all the things that were happening in Germany uh, prior to the Holocaust. So it was 1931 when he began trying to make this film happen. And so by this time, Charlie Chaplin was already a world-renowned, famous actor who had a lot of sway in Hollywood. Uh, and he thought that it was going to be lickety-split real easy to get some money from all of his Hollywood buds in order to make and produce this movie. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And as Tim was detailing earlier, the reason why this wasn't the case is because Hollywood, as crazy as this is going to sound, Hollywood was afraid to insult Nazi Germany. They were afraid to offend them. Yeah, yeah. They they don't want to lose their funding. Because, uh, yeah, they had financial ties to them. 
Did we find the story in uh, late stage capitalism? Was that in late stage capitalism? Honestly, I don't even. I think it. I think it was in today. I learned it wasn't even in late stage capitalism. It was in today. I learned on Reddit. It okay. it, it, it should be a late stage capitalism story, and maybe yes. it got reposted there. But uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was on the uh, Today I Learned subreddit because it is a quite novel story that I was not aware of until I read it uh, this past week. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be a late stage thing either because this is in the uh, the full bloom military industrial complex. Right. So this is this was probably the the most poignant beginning <laughs> yeah. to uh, capitalism truly taking hold. Right. So, the, yeah. So boom, absolutely boom. Got it. This is well, it. Full well, swing. Here we it, go. It's this just is what it looks like. It's just so crazy that like Hollywood was like they of all the times like they take a stance, right? Of all, I think I mean uh, Nazis have been the punching bag of uh, ever since World War II of an example of just like awful and bad, right? If yep. you ever need an example of what bad is, just reference Nazi and no one's going to get offended because we can all agree as a, a global community that Nazis are bad, right? Uh, it's so the yeah. fact that I don't even, you know, that fucking Hollywood couldn't even have the cojones to be like, yep, that bad, that bad. It, it just goes to show how uh, just capital in general, it, it poisons, I don't know, our brains and makes yeah. it to where you're, you're not going to uh, be able to make, I don't know, rational. moral decisions. You know, rational choices in general, like it, it ends up just becoming more about uh, the number than it does about anything else. Protecting your wallet. Mm-hmm. Protecting your wallet because of what your wallet represents. And I've had this discussion with so many people, and I know it's like a, a, a romantic concept, but I, I think that, that capital is freedom and that, that people that have uh, the ability to do what they will with what they own just have more choice in life. So it's not necessarily fair in this particular instance uh, for somebody to uh, disassociate themselves from their responsibility to their communities based on the fact that you know they're they're receiving money from uh, evil Nazis that happen to be wealthy. It's like like you know look at look at what's wrong with the situation, everyone. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm I'm sure we could draw conclusions to uh, modern or you know we could oh yeah draw relationships to modern day examples, but. It's been done so many times now. I I don't even want to. I don't even want to do that. It's like like let's let's avoid fascism, y'all. <laughs> like just yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Was that? Well, yeah. That's like one thing that I'm I'm truly worried about in the future. It's I think this is a great example of how you would rather choose the side with fascist if it protects our financial interests than do something different. And so I'm honestly fearful for the future of the world in general and the united states of just like hey um instead of making things more equal and better how about we just side with these fucking fascists yeah oh um well i and even though it's it's not even that simple like at that point in time there's a very real possibility that uh california or you know at least that that area of the united states was not necessarily against some of the policies that uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they thought that they were not only being funded uh, 
you know, copiously, but they were being funded by an ethically sound uh, institution uh, because they they were practicing eugenics in California at that point in time. Uh, And in fact, the majority of uh, the uh, sterilizations that occurred in the United States between the early 1900s up through the 60s uh, were in California, uh, about 80 percent by by our sources. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not I don't think it's too far fetched to say that, yeah, they didn't think that they were in the wrong in any capacity. They weren't even looking the other way. They were just thinking that they were they were doing right in the onset. That's true. Complicated mental gymnastics there. Right. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because Tim and I were talking uh, before we started recording and basically made the connection of talking about how Hitler himself was influenced mm-hmm. by the eugenics of not only California, but other places in the United States and the sterilizations that were happening to prevent air quotes, undesirable births from happening. And yeah. so it, it's pretty bad when uh, your own country uh, influenced someone as shitty and awful as Hitler. So you could see right. that maybe at that time on the world stage, uh, you know, uh, to a lesser, to a certain degree there, I don't know, there may have not have been a, a lot of differences between the good old United States and Germany at that time. Yeah. Yeah. We like to put ourselves a, a, on a pedestal. I, I think, uh, a lot of nationalists do, you know, like, People believe that the best place in the world to live or be is the place that they happen to have been born in. Hey, that's just a safe bet, man. If you ever don't want to be disappointed in where you are in life, just, you know, put all your chips on red. Mm -hmm. Yep, this is the best. Uh, Was that a... (laughs) Is that a segue? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I was like, we put all your chips on red. That's that's a good way to go, but we still haven't talked to... We still haven't talked about silver linings. I want to come on. I just want to have a good segue once, Tim. Jesus, that was perfect. That was a perfect segue, but we're not ready yet. Okay. Also, if uh, before we talk about silver lining, if you all would like to know more about eugenics programs in the United States or around the world in general, we have discussed genocide before, which is a related topic. Uh, but please let us know. Uh, we, I, I personally would would like to delve into the topic of eugenics. I'm sure we've got quite a bit of, of sad detail to unravel for you guys. Uh, so just let us know. Um, so what about that silver lining, Jimmy? What do you, what do you, Oh my God. The silver lining is that motherfucking, uh, Charlie Chaplin was loaded with cash and he was able to produce that his, the movie himself, the great dictator. And it was, uh, one of the most successful films of that time period of the early, uh, uh, 1900s so oh yeah it's I, I think that's that's it he was able to still produce it and it was a huge success and popular and it resonated with a lot of people yeah i also produced one of the oh one of the greatest monologues of all time like oh yeah absolutely fantastic fantastic yeah, if you guys have not that's seen the movie sh- yeah you should check it out on youtube oh yeah Oh man! I'll include it in the show notes so people can. Uh, one one line from it. My my favorite part of the the monologue. Uh, soldiers, don't give yourself to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel. It's pretty good stuff, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'll, pretty good. Uh, yeah, seriously, check it out. It's uh, it's very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very relevant. Educate yourself. Go watch it. It's it's a fun little trot. Um, 
You know what else is a fun little tron? Going to Las Vegas and putting all your chips on bread. There you go. He said it earlier. He did it again. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's absolutely excellent. Uh, a brilliant segue. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank you. this next story uh, is about a couple of nuns. Oh, yeah, uh, it is. Now, reportedly, they were best friends. Uh, this is... Sister Mary Margaret Cooper and such a nun name. Where's the others? Where's the other one's name? And Sister Lana Chang. So, best buddies. Uh, they're sitting there for 28 years doing their sisterly duties. What do they even do in these convents, huh? Um. Well, she they they, they worked at a, a Catholic school. I see. Yeah, she's the principal yeah. of James Catholic School. Yeah. Uh, in Torrance, California. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're retiring this year. Okay, so that's that's the picture we're painting. School. It was a, a elementary Catholic school. Yeah, educators, uh, and they're retiring, so everybody's expecting them to just kind of, uh, you know, seclude themselves back to their, you know, their their small humble homes and uh, live out the remainder of their days in uh, pious and righteous fidelity. You know, oh, lovely little halos just sitting there becoming saints, you know, pretty great. That's a that's what you aspire to be in the Catholic faith, right? You want to be a saint? I Yeah, I think that's the end goal. That's Nirvana, okay. man. If you got like some little statue and yeah. uh, you have some specific thing. I mean, I think all the good stuff for being a saint's taken like, you know, saint of children, saint of. I don't know, having a nice house, saint of whatever. So, like, nowadays you'd have to be, like, the saint of AirPods or the saint of, I don't know, not stepping in gum or something. The saint of not stepping in gum. (laughs) It's Because, like, you got to have all your different saints of, like, you got to pray to for things you don't want to happen or you do want to have happen to you. And all the good ones are taken, man. So that's what they're going to have. They would have to resort to at this point. Not stepping in gum. Uh, What about the patron saint of? All in on red. All on red. Hell yeah, <laughs> baby. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm down for that. that, that that's uh, what these two ladies could have been. Patron saint of money bags. <laughs> money uh, bags. So these folks had been funneling money into a private bank account <laughs> so that they could effectively steal it. Uh, this right. money had uh, had come directly from the school, uh, and in all likelihood, it seems as though it had been donated. You know, it's it, this is this is money that should be funneled back into the school, uh, ultimately I- increasing the ability for these educators to educate more effectively. And they robbed the school of that money uh, because they wanted to go on a little bit of a gambling spree. They went to Vegas and they took five hundred thousand dollars of stolen money with them. Man, yeah, it's that's intense. They 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 know how to party. Like they went fucking hard, dude. It's just yeah. like you know they're gotta be living their whatever nunny McNun lives where they're yeah. pretending that they're just better than other people and I don't know saying lots of hail marys, but. Then they go, they just go and take half a million dollars to Vegas. That's just such like a 180. But at the same time, I feel like taking five hundred thousand dollars to like Las Vegas is also kind of like the um, the cliche bad person thing to do, right? Like if you don't do bad things, it's like, huh, where where should I go? The city of sin, right? Yeah. It's just it's like a little too on the nose. Yeah, you you pent that stuff up so long, and eventually it morphs into 
the the worst possible form of itself. Right. It's so, yeah, at one point in time, you want to be like, oh, man, you know, like maybe I could gamble a little bit by uh, right. fooling around with the farmhand or, you know, maybe I could gamble around a little bit by not not washing my fucking what, what's that? What's the hat called? What's the weird hat the called? The nun hat? I don't the know. The nun hat. Yeah, I maybe I could, I could gamble around by not washing my weird fucking nun hat. Uh, you know, maybe I could masturbate once in a while. You know, like all that kind right. of stuff. They're like, no, I was going to pent it all up until I still half a million dollars that is supposed yeah. to be spent on children. Yeah, and then <laughs> and fuck everything. I'm going to Sin City, and I'm going to blow it all. And Black Jackson hookers. Yeah. Did these ladies go to prison? <laughs> they did not. Oh, my God. What? They did not. No, 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 They did not. The school said they don't want to press charges against them. They said that they've already suffered enough from the, the neck, the, the, not the flashback, the backlash, the backlash from the community. They said they've already suffered enough. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's kind of understandable. Uh, this, uh, this school has been in the news recently, uh, well, as recently as, as 2014, uh, apparently the St. James School, which is the one that the two ladies worked at, uh, were also struggling to stay afloat. They're uh, not doing so hot in the money round, probably because they're losing random half a million dollars here and there. Right. Uh, and uh, the fact that four people were killed, in, including a six-year-old boy, when some drunk asshole plied, plowed into a crowd of people leaving a Christmas concert at the school. Uh, oh, that's so. Great. These are yeah. This is these are already trying times for these folks, and now these nuns are just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Your school can go burn in hell. We are going to be one step ahead of you guys. <laughs> Burning in hell. <laughs> in Sin City. In City. I just I don't know. Just look at these. So you, they've got the pictures in the article, and and basically, if you were going to look up stock photos of what grandparents look like, that's what these two ladies look like. They've got like the nice little. I don't know, granny haircut, just like a little bobbed around the head. Uh, and it's just, oh my God. And I just don't, I can't, I just have a hard time imagining them in Las Vegas unless they're just on slot machines. Like that's the only thing I can imagine them doing. Just, just sitting on a plastic slot machines bar stool and just pulling the lever for eight days straight. Like that, that's, that's all I can see. That's so fucking boring. Like, exactly. What, what a mindless use of your time. Ugh. Yeah, wanna, slot machines. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, that is some of the worst odds in the casino. Like, don't play slot machines. It's just, it's just a bad idea. Tim, do you know why slot machine bar stool chairs are made out of plastic? What? Because people piss in them. Yeah, people piss themselves because they can't pull themselves away from the slot machine. They think they're on a hot machine and they don't want to leave it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a thing. That's disgusting. Whose job is it to clean up the piss? Uh, probably some, I don't know, Filipino woman that came to the U.S. trying to find a better life. Yeah, she's like, I'm making it. I'm pulling myself up by my bootstraps as she's mopping up piss from yeah. a plastic chair. Yep. Ah, oh, jeez. Pretty bad. Mm, that's disgusting. Yeah, like, she like overhears these two nuns talking about the fact that they're like, <laughs> we robbed that school fucking blind. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we got half a million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we we could we could do anything. We could pay off all our bills. We could retire, but instead we're blowing it on these slot machines. And the Filipino woman's like, "If I had five hundred thousand dollars, I would send all of it home to help my family." 
<laughs> they could finally afford to not live in that cinder block home. Yeah. Oh, wow. man. I guess some people have really figured it out. Yeah, I'm going to be like them one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like them one day. Uh, excuse me, ladies, uh, what did you say you do for a living? We're nuns. Oh, nuns. how do I become one of these nuns? That's none your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I bet I bet they're kind of I bet they're kind of feisty. Oh, you know, yeah. Somebody comes up, it's like asking if they want something to drink. It's like, of course I want something to drink. And then they throw a handful of hundreds at them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, give me a picture of your finest Arbor Mist. Because <laughs> that's what grandmas drink, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was talking, my grandma is Pentecostal, so she doesn't drink anymore. But before she became Pentecostal, she's like, yeah, my favorite thing to drink was squirt and vodka. I'm like, ugh, grandma. Ugh. Like a, sounds like gay lemonade to me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You know what Squirt is? Oh yeah, I know what Squirt oh, okay. is. Okay, I didn't know for a second. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I like it. it, it it's a grapefruit it, it's a, soda. An exclusively Southern thing, right? Uh maybe, probably. I don't know. I've Squirt. I just oh, man, I can tell why that fell out of favor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the name alone be hard to sell to some people. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Everybody listening to this podcast is like, they put Squirt in a drink. <laughs> they put Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can it to sell it yeah oh my god oh, that's, that's fucking gross who's who's the person who produces that i don't know i'm sure whenever they originally named it squirt it was a perfectly fine and good name and then yep. i don't know we've yeah, ruined it it's just eventually just, it became twisted and, <laughs> yeah we've ruined it there's so many words we can't say anymore it's yeah. like uh so speaking of words you can't say anymore so you know there's that game super smash brothers right Oh, yeah. And so um, I play the game with my brother sometimes. And then so my mom, uh, at least like three times, now, I'll say, hey, are you going to smash your brother? Like, God damn it, mom. You can't say that. No. Yeah, I'm going to smash him real hard. I'm going to knock him right out of the screen. No. Uh, you know, uh, 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 uh. But, you know, you know what smash means, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, a euphemism for for um... banging things yeah yeah okay sorry with the way you segued it i was like wait a second tim no no tim do you not know what it means okay i know smashing okay good so you and your brother smash huh oh yeah we smash smash real hot yep uh, excellent <laughs> so what's the silver lining for uh for 50 nuns 50 nuns um gosh it's so hard to say it's um... oh that one Okay. I like down. how I keep asking you what the silver lining is, and I'm like, you've you, you, you ah, ah, already got one locked and loaded. Me, 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 ah. me next, me next. Ah, so I think that this is an excellent example of delayed gratification. You spend your entire life oh in piety and in religious servitude, and then when you retire, you are rewarded by Jesus Christ. And he gives you a half a million dollars with which you can spend however you see fit, even if that means sitting in a piss-filled chair playing slots <laughs> in Vegas. Do you think – so do you think they even enjoyed it? Like for the amount of money they stole, like do you think 
we kind of talked about this before of like the the person in prison they get their last meal they ask for like something really fancy like veal and then it turns out veal sucks and they they haven't been missing out on anything right in this case like these people who have been like no gambling no gambling no gambling no gambling i'm going to gamble like do they do they even enjoy it like was it even you know what i mean like was it even worth it i had a feeling if they they went through that much effort that they, they probably liked probably, it a little bit they should they have probably tried it out before <laughs> yeah it's that's fair mm-hmm. yep yeah. if that's what they're deciding to go do otherwise they could have just like taken like a european vacation or something you know like something, right. some, some other kind of nice thing it's yeah, just like, they could, really acceptable as being awesome right they could have gone to like fucking italy or something co- actually enjoyable but instead they just blew it all in vegas jeez yeah i mean i'm not saying that vegas is bad like i'd, I'd like to go myself one of these days but I'm gonna do so without the aid of, you know, the the poor school children's uh, educational funds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Man. yeah. So uh, speaking of children, sometimes they don't really respect the fact that there was five hundred thousand dollars in the bank account to begin with, that their education was being paid for, that that you know people actually care about uh, raising them in such a way in which they're going to. Uh, follow laws or or be respectful of others you know what i mean oh i know what you mean yeah and sometimes that money goes towards the children directly uh let's say we uh we take a 16 year old you know just okay 16 year olds yeah and uh we paint this picture where we give them uh a sports car okay a camaro sounds good i'm following Nice little Camaro. Uh, now it's not just any Camaro. We're gonna paint it red, so Ooh, pretty awesome. Nice. You know, nice and flashy. And yeah. we're gonna put a big ass spoiler on the back of it because you need that that downforce. Oh yeah. Because you need to be able to go fast when you're 16 fucking years old. Ooh, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're just gonna cut them loose in Canada. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Yeah, and uh, they're just going to fucking – they're going to pedal to the metal. They're going to see how fast they can go, and as soon as they get up to about 105 miles an hour, what do you think happens? Their ass gets pulled over. I mean – Their ass gets fucking pulled over. <laughs> that's, that's our story right here. So we've got a teen that was caught speeding 105 miles an hour in their bright red fucking Camaro. Yeah. Oh, man, and why is this, uh, why is this a novel story? Well, because the excuse that the team gave to the mounted police when they pulled them over. You, know, you want to take it from there, Jimmy? Uh, yeah. So the, 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 te- the team's defense of why he was driving this fast was, Oh, I, I had too many hot wings and I, I really needed to use the bathroom. Yep. Need to use the bathroom <laughs> right away. Uh, and to that, I, if I was the police officer and I was hearing the story go down, you know, obviously, I've pulled someone over that's going way too fast in a sports car. So on the onset, I'm like, these people are getting nailed. No warning here. I'm going to give them the maximum fine because they're they're being super ridiculously fucking dangerous. Like if they know were, what I would do if I was a police officer? What? I would say, shit your pants. And you'd be like, what? would be like, shit your pants. Be like, what What did you say, officer? I say, if you really need to do some bathroom, and I need you to prove to me right here, right now, that's really the reason why you're yeah, driving fast. Shoot your pants. Shoot your pants. <laughs> and if he couldn't shit his pants, give him that fine. If he shits his pants, like, all right, that was bad on me. Here's $100. This never happened. I would drive off of my motorcycle. Nah. No, fuck that. I, I, I say fuck that a lot because... Oh, I no, I give him $100? Just, like, little, just have his shit pants and just... 
That's Camaro. I fucking though. There's no excuse for driving 105 miles an hour, especially like if you need to use the bathroom. That's all well and good. Pull your damn car over and go in that tree line. <laughs> I can see in the fucking video. Oh, yeah. There's a tree line right over there. It's like if you have to go that bad, go crouch behind a tree, take a shit, get back in your car and go. That's like, true. It's, there's no excuse to be driving 105 miles an hour in a sports car when you're 16 years old. That's just entitled bullshit. Not to mention I guarantee that cop has dealt with people that have shit or pissed themselves before, probably in his vehicle. Yeah. That's why they have those plastic seats in the back so they can just like – Rinse it down after uh, you know some asshole has decided that they're going to try to resist arrest by shitting themselves. Wait, is that why there's a slot machine in the back of every police car I've ever been in? <laughs> <laughs> Those nuns placated, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's excellent. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I kind of yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. They they probably have experienced that a couple of times no you're right no now i kind of just like the idea of like the 16 year old like covered in shit be like all right fine and it's like leave him and like drive off so he's just that's that's a bit of a punishment yeah and if i see you driving 105 again then obviously i'll know it wasn't just because you had to shit yeah yeah that's definitely not a good enough excuse and a dumb excuse is that like i mean there there are a lot better excuses especially if you're just gonna outright lie Right. Um, Hot wings, Jesus. This, uh, yeah, this kid got a nine hundred and sixty-six dollar fine for speeding and a two hundred and three dollar fine for driving without a supervising driver because, of course, he's sixteen years old. Is a big ass fine and a hell of a way for that kid to start off their driving career. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Think that he learned good. his lesson? I don't think he did because obviously he's entitled enough to be rolling around in his Camaro at 105 at 16 years old. So that thousand yeah. dollars is probably just like piss change to him. Probably. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a sad part here. The, he probably didn't learn his lesson and they didn't even make him shit himself. Yeah. He could have at least made the kid shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't give him as, as harsh a fine. If, if I was, I, I've already had my mind made up. If I was a cop walking up to that window, I'd be like, okay, well you're going to get a fine. Uh, but if that kid like shits himself like right there, I'd be like, mm, I'll knock a hundred dollars off that. A <laughs> hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like I, it, it's still gonna be you know around thousand dollars, but you know, you know, you did shit yourself, so you know, <laughs> that's a little bit of punishment right there. <laughs> now, we, now we know what the going rate for shooting yourself is. It's worth a hundred dollars in Tim's about, book. About a hundred dollars. <laughs> about a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> if you're using it as an excuse to speed, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Dude. I know. I know where I'm going the next time. I need a hundred dollars. Yeah, Manitoba, Canada. No, I'm gonna steal it from fucking kids. <laughs> no, I'm getting it from you. I'm gonna be like, damn. If I ship myself, will you give me a hundred dollars? I no. really need the money. <laughs> <laughs> I need the money, Tim. He's like, no, Jimmy. I'll just give you the hundred dollars if you really need it. It's not that big deal. No, Tim. I, I feel it. It's coming. It's coming, Tim. <laughs> If I give you $100, will you not shit yourself, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, uh, what's the what's the silver lining for this guy? Uh, I mean, I, he got the shit fined out of him. He got a big-ass fine. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a, a cop didn't fall for it. I mean, that's the best we could hope for. He probably got some points on his license, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that 
you know, they, they, they came pretty close to taking it away. Yeah. Which at, at that age, you don't need a license anyway. It's not like he's like racing back and forth between his, his, his office cubicle and his school desk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got to make sure I close this deal. It's a big one. No, you're fucking 16, man. You don't have any real responsibilities yet. Right. Yeah. Unless the, the, the twist of the story is like he actually bought the Camaro himself because he has a, a fantastic little business, little side gig. <laughs> no, nope, that would not. definitely change my opinion about the way that the story works. <laughs> I want to I want to give that uh, like a 2 percent chance that yeah, that's the case. If, if that. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that about does it. Uh, what are you sad about? I'm sad because I will never be as cool as Daniel Radcliffe walking dogs. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's got like that cool waist leash. Yeah, he's got like, oh my gosh. Like he's like walking like 20 dogs like on his like w- waist leash while smoking <laughs> a cigarette walking through who knows what city. And mm-hmm. I just will never be as cool as that. And it kind of makes me a little sad. That's a little sad. We should uh, we should tack that into our show notes. Okay, yeah. Put it on our Facebook page. Uh, okay. Don't you wish you could be as cool as Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, yeah. I hear that, dude. It's true. I won't ever be there myself. So we're in the same boat. Yay, bonding. Uh, I am sad because of this dismal rainy day where I'm at. It is disgusting. I was supposed to go hang out with some friends outdoors, of course, because it was supposed to be a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's dreary. It's dreary and rainy, so I have to change all my plans. But that's okay. It's totally fine. I'm sure it's all going to work out. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, so fine. If uh, you would do us the favor fantastic viewers of contacting us we'd like to hear yes. what you think about this episode or episodes we've had in the past your criticisms your questions your comments they are all certainly welcome we would love if you would uh find us at one of our many sources and where are those jimmy all right if you are interested in getting in contact with us you can do so by emailing us at cynic empowerment at gmail.com you can like us on facebook and you can send us a message right there or you can tweet at us at cynic empower me one we would love to hear from you it would mean a lot to us if you are listening on any of uh, the listening apps out there be sure to yep. rate or review the show it helps other people find it and it means a lot and to add to that we've been receiving a lot of really nice and awesome great feedback from you all the listeners on uh soundcloud especially and mm-hmm. if you guys uh it's a call out a couple people club fungus has said some really awesome nice things in the comments uh mm-hmm. there's another guy named cheese underscore who said some really nice things and uh, even offered to allow us to use the music that he produces on soundcloud if we ever wanted to use his music in any yep. of the episodes so check out cheese underscore uh if you guys like nice cool ambient sounds and uh all the other people that we're not going to get to thank you for all of your kind words we do read them all and it means a lot to us Oh yeah! Thank you so much for um, for interacting with us. We love to hear from you, our wonderful listeners. Oh guys, yeah! That's fantastic. Can they can they subscribe? Yeah. Like, can they become subscribers to? Any yeah. yeah. Yes. Subscribe. Yeah. Every time we come out with a new episode, you want to be the first to hear about it. So boop. 
Hit that subscribe, y'all. Boop. You're like, like a fucking YouTuber, man. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh. You just got to constantly brand yourself and sell yourself if you want people to listen. So I guess we're so. doing it. Well, this is a Cynic Empowerment brand, you know, made with, I don't know, shit and sadness. I don't know. Cold press cynicism. Yeah, cold press cynicism. <laughs> 100% natural, all organic cynicism right here for your consumptive pleasure. Yes. Wonderful. All right. Well, hope everybody can keep their head up, and we will catch you next time. Yeah. We hope that you guys will – I don't even fucking know. I'm trying to don't. not – don't shit your pants in your car. And if yeah. you do have to shit your pants in your car, uh, you know, do so at a safe speed. Yeah. 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 Don't be yeah. going 105 miles an hour because I guarantee you that as soon as you shit your pants in a Camaro going 105 miles an hour, you're going to wreck. And you know where that shit's going to go? It's not going to be in your pants anymore. I bet it's going to be up on your windshield. It's going to be splashing <laughs> in your face, getting in your mouth. You don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah. Not shit your sp- you, not shit. them. Yeah. Not Did to mention you're... whatever you hit is going to be a greasy stain on the road, and that might be you. You never know. You never know, so make sure to shoot your pants going to speed limit. Yeah, shoot your pants going to speed limit. Just find a goddamn tree. Just get out of your car and go shit behind a tree like a fucking bear. They do it. You can do it. We all can do it. We can all do it, guys. Let's do it together. Let's all take a shit together right now. All right now. I'm taking my laptop to the bathroom. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Let's go. (laughs) I had too many hot wings. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men.